you're about to hear a true story of someone who has taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host, and thank you for joining me. Donna, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I am so looking forward to talking to you and getting to know you. So start out by telling me just a couple of little things about yourself. I uh, live in Grand Rapids, Michigan area. And on the day of recording this, it's snowing and it shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. It, it's it's spring at the time break. that we're recording this, it should not be snowing. And we've got a mix of sl- snow and rain. So um, that's not about me, but it's like, as I look out the window, um, I'm a wife, a grandmother, and, um, I just have a passion to help people live to their fullest potential, which is why you and I click. <laughs> yes, we do. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you. So I can't wait to hear your lemon to lemonade story of why you do what you do now. So take me back. Well, uh, you know, we all have, by the time I've lived as long as I have a few stories and a few lemons, if you will, but my first real big lemon, um, it's not really how I started vibrant living, but it'll give you a a part of who I am. Um, and I grew up in a blended family, uh, didn't have a relationship with my biological father. So anybody who's experienced that knows that creates things for a little girl. Um, And at the age of 14, someone that we knew um, hurt me and I became pregnant. So at the age of 15, I'm a mom and I raised my little girl. So uh, that without going into it all, um, just looking at your face, you can imagine the pain and the difficulty and the soul self-esteem and the shame and the embarrassment and the anger and the hurt and the resentment and all of the things were part. And I'm a child dealing with that as well. Um, and so I graduated high school before I was 17. I was full-time employed before I was 18 and I was in my own apartment. Um, I did live with my parents up until then. Um, so I was 18 with a three-year-old, you know, and so it, it shaped me in the respect that I can relate to people's pains, you know, and, um, I am not that scared little girl anymore. (laughs) And there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way to help us to actually live our best life in spite of lemons that happened to us of things we don't plan. Um, So that's the beginning stages of developing the, I was always the girl people were coming to and going, I can't believe I'm telling you this. And um, I'm being able to help them. And so it was just something that I was innately gifted at as I raised my children and, you know, volunteered and ran nonprofit organizations and all of the things that I did. And about 10 years ago, I'm like, well, I want to do something more. I know there's something more that I'm supposed to do. And so in the limiting beliefs I had at the time, I'm like, I need to go to work for somebody else's dream and help them. And that will be able to be meeting that passion that I have to help people. So I went to work at a nonprofit organization that I believed in and um, it didn't turn out like I thought. In a short period of time, management changed and 
every day was awful, really going to work, but I kept holding on to it because I'd put all my eggs in that basket and it was everything, you know, it's like, this is going to be it. And it wasn't. And I remember it's those events that happen. You can remember what you're wearing, the weather, the time, all of it. It was March 31st and it was doing kind of what it's doing outside. It was a sleety snow rain and it matched my face as I walked out of that place feeling like, does anybody really need me? Does anybody really even want me? Do I matter? And then I'm mad at myself because I've been helping people through these emotions for years. And here I am feeling this way. Then I'm mad at myself and, and guilty and all of that in an awful ball, which is what I looked like when I got home in my bed. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, God. I don't know how I'm supposed to, but I know there's something more. And it took me a while, but Vibrant Living International was born out of that fetal position that I found myself in. And now I am impacting women all around the world. That sounds like it was like flipping a light switch, but it wasn't. <laughs> there was probably a few lemon to lemonade experiences <laughs> just in starting that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Well, way to go, mm. you. It's easy to look back on it and go, oh, that oh, yeah. was just this little process. But <laughs> to go through it was yeah. a lot. So yeah, tell me more. Lot. Tell me about Vibrant Living. Vibrant Living's purpose is to help women rise above the pain and disappointment that life can bring and actually create the life that they would love. It is a process um, and it is um, a journey that I work with women in one-on-one -on -one in group coaching, as well as I have a lot of content that I just, I have free books, I have podcasts, I have workshops that I do, all kinds of a Facebook group that I do a lot of education in um, to be able to support women in their process, in their, in their journey, in their journey. I love that you took what experiences you had, and now you're trying to find a way to uplift and inspire other people because of what I'm giving other people you. lemonade. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are literally passing out the lemonade. I love it. So do you have any like quick tips or tricks or anything that you usually share? Yeah. One of the keys to um, one of my signature programs is called turn your baggage into luggage. And that, uh, it, you know, it, it catches people's attention and it, they're like, what do you mean by that? And so let me describe a little bit baggage thinking. If you remember me as that young girl, or even me in that fetal position is baggage thinking is, is this wasn't fair. This wasn't right. This isn't what I thought it was going to be like. Um, even perhaps somebody needs to pay. This is wrong. This is not right and anger and resentment and all of those kind of things is baggage thinking. Now we all go through them and we all feel them. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong. In fact, sometimes they're totally legitimate. What happened to me at 14, somebody should have paid, you know, but it wouldn't have helped me. It wouldn't have helped me on my journey. So that's baggage. Luggage thinking is, is I can't change this. I can't, it happened, it's part of me, it's, it's, but I'm gonna use it to grow and become stronger and better. I call it looking for the gift. 
in the midst of difficulties. So I have four steps that if we do this on a regular basis, really no adversity can hold us back. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple. So the first one is search for the gift. Just the idea that there can be a gift in the lemon situation lifts my eyes off of my feet and makes me look up. Where is it? I'm searching. I'm looking. There's got to be a gift in here somewhere. It reminds me of a story. You may have heard this before, but I love it. There's two kids, a little boy and a little girl put in a room full of poop. And they were left in there. And the little boy begins to cry. And it's like, ah, you know, just, it's just the whole world stinks. This is awful. It's never going to get better. And the little girl knocks on the door and they open it and says, she says, King, I have a shovel. Why do you want a shovel? She goes, this much poop, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's like, there's got to be a gift in here somewhere. And so I'm going to find it. I'm going to find how I can be stronger and better and, and, and grow through this. That's number one. Number two is, is keep a bigger picture in mind. If your life is a book, let this be a paragraph, a chapter at the most, but don't let it be your whole book. It feels like it's a forever and that my life is over. I felt that way. Can you imagine being 14? Your whole life feels like it's, quote, ruined or not like you thought it would be, but it isn't. And so don't let it be. Choose to keep a bigger picture that this is something that is a process, part of my journey, but not my whole journey. And number three is having compassion or forgiveness. Now I can do a whole episode on forgiveness and what it is and what it isn't, but just basically to say forgiveness sets you free. It sets you free from the pain. It sets you free. And there is um, a very easy process that I walk my clients through. And number four is get support. We weren't meant to do this alone, but me in that fetal position felt all alone. No, and, and the 14-year-old little girl, all alone, nobody cares, nobody to help me, nobody understands, but it's not really true, but we feel isolated. So learning how to reach out, find the support that can help you through this because we're meant to do this together. And I say it in any time I'm able to speak. So I love this. It's such basic stuff, but it's so important to grasp. And I just appreciate your examples of getting it to that point because it's so easy to, I, I love about the book. It's just a paragraph. It's not a chapter or even the whole book. And we do, we get stuck and we're like, this is my story. Yeah. This is what I'm meant to be. And and I love that you teach, you can be above that. You can learn, yes. you can grow, get rid of the baggage and take the luggage and take off. Yes, absolutely. Tell me more, tell me more. Um, do you have any questions? No, this is great. <laughs> I can't, I'm just still blown away that you had a child at 15. Like I still can't even comprehend that. I just think of what I was doing at 15 and I just, there's no way. Like that would be so hard and that you kept the child. That would be yes. a hard decision, especially if it yeah. was not it, a relationship it, that was something. Right. Yeah. It that didn't, would just be really it didn't hard. feel like I, to me in my heart, I, there was no choice. Um, 
it it was that this this baby had nothing to do with this situation and I couldn't I knew I couldn't give her up um well it ended up being a girl I didn't know it when I started but I knew that wasn't part of the process so yeah uh we are 15 years apart so as when you're an adult that doesn't seem like <laughs> very much um I'm in my 50s and she's in her 40s <laughs> that's amazing and so, you know, it doesn't feel when you're adults, it doesn't feel like it's very far. So, you know, so are you friends? Are you, do yeah. you get along really well? Yeah, we get along well. She lives about a mile from me oh. um, and has three beautiful granddaughters and, and daughters. So I have granddaughters. And so, yeah, it, it, uh, there was some rocky roads along the way, her whole uh, situation also caused problems for her self-esteem. Um, you know, and so there was some rocky points along the way, but the main core that brought us through and brought me through all of that is I don't know where I would have been without my relationship with God. Um, that is part of my story and it is part of who I am. Um, cause it would easily with all of those emotions and all of the things to become a statistic of, you know, once you have a teenage pregnancy, you're trying to find love. And so you get yourself in trouble again. Um, and so it happens. And I know why it happens because I felt it, but it isn't the answer. And so learning how, um, you know, God brought me through all of that is another part of my story with it all. It is important that we also understand that as we turn our baggage into luggage, that it is a journey. It isn't a event you know, I have my clients will say to me, uh, so what do I do? You know, what do I do? And I'm like, I have this magic booth. You just step in. I close the curtain and I say abracadabra and you walk out and it's all better. And they laugh, but it gets the point because they're like, everybody is like, I want to microwave this. I want to get this done. I want to get this over with. Yeah. And it's so important to know that Yes, things can happen pretty much more quickly than you think, but it's not a microwave. It's not a magic booth. This is a journey that we're on. And I have had uh, situations in the past 10 years that quote triggered stuff. And then I'm mad and I'm like, it's been 40 something years ago. <laughs> I'm like, give me a break. Right. But I'm like, okay just embrace it and let's get through and we'll get stronger and we'll be better and move forward. But man, we have those moments where like, how long is this going to be? And the, and that thought might, that, that question is baggage. Yeah. yeah. It's not luggage thinking that, that I'm going to be on a journey. Now, when you picture luggage, I want you to picture a sun hat and sunglasses and suntan lotion, if you tan, cause I don't. Um, <laughs> And that you're going somewhere you love. And so when we have that perspective, we're able to um, move forward. My next program after the turn your baggage into luggage is now that I've got my bags packed, I don't know how, I don't know where I want to go. I've been in survival mood for so long that I don't know. And so my next program is called Life by Design, not by default. 365 days from now, we'll be another year older. And if we do things on purpose, it could be a life we love. Otherwise, we'll probably just relive last year again. 
same things, same actions, same routines, nothing new. And we, and we know we love the adventure. We really do the curiosity, the, what can I build? So I help people create a life on purpose, not just be another year older. It's, I said that people lived, you know, if you live to speak on 90, well, 70 of the years was the same year over and over and over again. And that's not what I help my clients create is learning how to use some innate gifts that we've been given and increase our spiritual intelligence so that we can actually work with God to create the life we love and not just let circumstances slap me upside the head and figure that's all I've got. So that's another part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very necessary Mm -hmm. part. I love how you compared it to the magic booth or the microwave. (laughs) And I would complain about that all the time to my husband. I'm like, why is this taking so long? You know, and (laughs) And especially like even getting pregnant or something and then losing the weight after. And he'd always Mm -hmm. be like, well, it took you nine months to gain the weight. So give yourself nine months to lose the weight because we think, oh, we just had a baby. We should be back to normal now. And so I love that reminder that it's not a microwave or magic booth. Like if it took you 40 years, you know, of something Mm -hmm. that happened to you 40 years ago, you've got to give yourself that time and be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself. And yes, you can do some techniques that'll make it go a little faster, but you still have to process it because you still have those triggers that will happen later and you'll be surprised. Wait, it's been 40 years. Why am I triggered by this? So just be gentle with yourself. So I love that you teach that. One of the most difficult things that, and God was reminding me of this on the weekend is like, is just our expectations of what it's supposed to be like. Absolutely. And I don't know where they come from but they're never kind. (laughs) Right? You got a 50-50 chance. Why are they never kind? They are never kind. And I was just like, we, it's never like, wow, you did great. It's like, you did great on that, but you didn't do this. And it's like, they're never kind. They have these expectations of snapping back after a baby or even even the way your, you know, body looks is not going to, it's going to be different. And the way that you are has changed once you become a mother. And when trauma happens, it does things to us that makes us react to things differently. We are hype, can be much more sensitive to people's moods. We're much more um, aware of things like that, sometimes hyper too much. Um, and sometimes we read things into situations that are not there, um, that pe- we assume because of something that's happened in our past. And we bury oh, my favorite, well, I say that with sarcasm and that's not usually, but is my favorite is our okay band-aids. I'm okay. I'm fine. You know, it's, you know, um, whatever numbs your emotions, yeah. you know, food, TV, um, chemical substances of some kind, um, actions, working out really crazy, being really busy, edging out, not thinking at all. There's all kinds of activities that we do to numb that things, but it never really helps us. We're not really living. We're not vibrantly living. We're just coping with them. One of my clients asked me, I asked her the question. She'd been in counseling for years. And she worked with me for six months and was having amazing results. 
And I said, can I ask, what was the difference between years and years and years of counseling and working with me as a coach? And she said, counseling helped me to cope with my problems. They teach me coping mechanisms and there's a place for it. And she goes, and it's helped, but you helped me to obliterate my mountains. I'm not just coping with them. I don't have them anymore. And they're not an issue, if you will, that I'm coping with on a daily basis. And so I'm not in it to help people learn how to cope with their anxiety and cope with this and cope with that. It's like, let's get healed. Let's be all that we can be, who you were created to be and live to your fullest potential. So great. And I just keep (laughs) thinking of the baggage and luggage example, because we don't, when we're going on vacation, we don't say, I'm going to pack my baggage. (laughs) Like we would never, you know, we want to pack our luggage. We want to pack our suitcase and take Mm -hmm. it with us. All the, all the great things that we will need while we're gone. And so I think that's a great analogy. I think in our minds, when we're thinking of traveling through life, are we going to drag this baggage with us or do we want to take our luggage? It reminds me of um, when my kids were in college and seeing the bunch of college students packs all their stuff up in garbage bags. You know, they don't have, and everything's in garbage bags or they bring their laundry home like that, you know, in the, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I know our baggage doesn't smell good. You know, it's, it's not pleasant but it is a way to pro there is a way to process it so that you can live vibrantly that you can live. And you're like, yes, I love my life. <sighs> All I wanted the, the cup of sugar that I'd like to leave is hope. It's hope that no matter where you find yourself today, that there is hope. There is a way. It is just that you haven't known what it is yet. All, everything is possible. There's always an answer. And if I can support you in any way to, in discovering those keys and those answers for you, I would love to do so. Yeah. I would trust that you would be able to do that for someone. And I love the hope. That's exactly what I say. Hold on, you know, have hope and hold on for one more day, one more hour, one more Mm -hmm. minute. Things are going to change. Things will change. (laughs) So do that little pivot, get that help. Like you said, get a mentor or coach, somebody to talk to, be able to use forgiveness in your life to be able to elevate you. And I just, I think it's an amazing, it's a miracle of what will happen when we do those things. And those tips you teach us, they really are life-changing and can elevate your life. Yes. Appreciate you sharing that. So thank you. Thank you, Heidi. My pleasure. You're still here. Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. I love talking to people that like you literally, I teach five things. I teach five things about gratitude and body, taking care of our body and forgiveness and watching our thoughts and seeing everything in life as a gift. And so when you, when you talk, I'm like, yep, yep. My head is just bobbing back here like, over and over and over with everything you say, because I just relate so well. And, and it is such a basic, like four tips or five tips, but it is life-changing. And so yes. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. We didn't really mention your podcast. No, we did. Um, 
My podcast is called You Were Designed for Greatness, and it is stories, my stories and other women's stories of tips and strategies of overcoming adversity. And I keep it short so that you can get those nuggets and move on, you know, quickly and through life because we're all busy, but um, check it out. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to like it and subscribe. Yeah, that sounds like an uplifting podcast, which I'm always looking for more of those to listen to. So yes, I'm going to check it out. That sounds awesome. The little nuggets. That's what we need. And that's what I had hoped my podcast can do too. It's a little bit longer story. So people Mm -hmm. can really get an idea of the lemon to lemonade, but hopefully can come away with something after listening to it and know that it's going to be helpful to them and that somebody else got through something hard and that they can get through it too. Yes. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.